Recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. Did you miss us? We skipped a week. I think so. I missed you. I missed you a lot. <laughs> I I like text you in the middle of my like stress-fueled freakouts. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait till we can have a podcast again so I can vent to you and complain and be stressed. Anyway, I'm glad that we're back. Um, it was a little bit, there was a lot of like travel and some things going on the last couple of weeks. So I'm sorry, we skipped a week for you guys, but the beauty of us having our own podcast is we do what we want and we had to take a week off. So here we are. We do what we want. We do what we want, generally speaking. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to talk about my photo shoots in two days. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, is there anything else like fun and exciting you want to talk about? I know you've been playing all the sports, um, <laughs> been having a good time in general. Do you have anything fun you want to share? Ah, fun. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I've just been enjoying playing, being social, um, three rec sports. I have three. had three, yeah. Uh, kick, well, haven't started two of them yet. Well, kind of started two. Kickball, basketball, and flag football. I love it. I'm, I'm mostly um, excited about the flag football. Like, I really want to see a lot of, like, videos and some feedback uh, yeah. on that one because that, I mean, I don't think I'd be good at kickball. I'd probably be okay at the other two terrible. Um, so I'd be really interested just cause I'm a football fan anyway. Yeah. So I'd love to like watch you guys crush that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm interested in that too. Cause apparently there's like plays and stuff. I haven't played football. Like my dad played football in college. So I grew up like throwing football around and like playing at camp when I was a kid and stuff. I was like the only girl like on the fly football team. Mm -hmm. at camp um but that should be interesting there there I am a little bit uh frustrated because I have been dealing with some more back issues lately um my back's been like really flaring up and I'm sure it's just you know a combination of all the new things right like jumping and running from basketball which I haven't done in a while um kickball's not that much basically just standing around then kicking the ball every like 30 minutes or whatever, 20 minutes or whatever, when you're up to mostly socializing. Kick. Yeah. It's mostly socializing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had to like take a step back in the gym with lower body again. Um, just because it's like one of those things that's just constant pain. Like I just lay on the couch and I'm like, ow, like constantly. Mm. Um, so that's been annoying, but I don't want to give up like this, the sports side of things. So I have yeah. to like tone it down on the lifting side of things, especially with lower body and with some pulling motions. I'm having a lot of issues like in my thoracic spine and like the low back is kind of just where everything comes to. And we talked mm -hmm. about this on a previous mm -hmm. podcast, like typically it's not where it hurts, like the, the spot that it hurts, especially for low back injuries, it's either above or below or both. And so yeah. in my case, there's like a lot of thoracic, upper thoracic, just like locked up, like super tight. And then my hips are super tight. So it's like those two things. Um, and then I've always had scoliosis. So that is like, plays a part in it as well. Um, but I've How been common is scoliosis because I, at one point, cause I was having so much low back issues and I had that like sway back anterior mm -hmm. tilt thing. 
Um, and someone, somebody at some point told me that I'm like bordering on scoliosis or something. And I'm like, does everybody who just kind of has weird posture have a little bit of scoliosis? Like what's going on here? Yeah. I mean, there's different types of scoliosis and you basically, it, you just get diagnosed with it. I think depending on the amount of curvature in your spine and you can just tell this by an x-ray. So like, if you look at my x-ray, it's like I, it's genetic for, for most people. I don't, I don't really know the exact, but like a lot of people it's genetic, right? You're just born with like that curve and there's different types of curves. Um, and then some people can develop it like over time, depending on how, you know, if they have previous injuries or whatever. Um, so mine, like if you look at the x-ray, it's literally like, like mm. a huge, a huge kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, there's different kinds. And I, I think it's, I don't know how common it is. Like, I don't know the percentages, but I do know like a lot, like a good amount of people have some type of curvature yeah. of their spine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's in, and this is relevant to the podcast, right? Because it's, you know, given me the time again to realize that I can't do all the things and, <laughs> um, you know, I, I need to take a step back and focus on the recovery. So I've been doing a lot of like, you know, the stretches and I've been working with a massage therapist and, um, one of my friends is a chiropractor. So I've been, you know, and, and a chiropractor who actually like doesn't just crack your back and leaves, but actually like, you know, tells you what to do and it helps you through different things. So I've been working on that, but yeah, it's just, it's a continuous road. Like anybody who's been suffering with a, a kind of chronic injury like this, um, it's something that can be very frustrating and there's going to be times for the rest of your life that there are like, it, it's, it's good. Like you're not feeling at all. And then it's going to flare back up again and then it's going to go down. And it's, so this is constant, like swing back and forth. And you just really have to like manage your symptoms as much as possible. And like, I literally wake up every day. I'm like, okay, stop focusing on what I can't do. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that I can't, you know, hinge heavy right now. When I go to the gym, I can't do heavy RDLs. I can't do even some leg press stuff has been bothering me. So like, don't push through it because you know, oh, that it makes no, it worse. no leg press. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. So oh terrible. My God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I've been like focusing on the things I can do and like just keeping that positive mindset. Cause like we always talk about why stress out about what you can't control and, and what you can't do. It's just, it makes your life even more miserable. So focus on what you can do and focus on that because then you're just going to get better faster and you're just going to be in a much more positive mindset each day to, to keep pushing forward. Right. So yeah, that's my yeah, ins I mean, inspirational spiel of the day. I like it. I like it. Like I, um, I understand that that has got to be frustrating and I feel like it's kind of speaking to like stuff that I'm being challenged with right now where mm -hmm. I'm really understanding. And I think we all understand this more and more as we get older, that like life and every decision you make really is about compromise. I feel like a lot of times when we're maybe young or have like the energy or the invincibility to like push through things or not, we don't maybe have as many consequences when we're younger or whatever decisions tend to be a little bit easier. It's just like, do this or do that, you know? And the, the more I realize <laughs> as I'm like getting older and especially having a kid and stuff, but whatever, as we age, it's like, there, it's always, you, you're compromising something. And I don't mean that to be in a negative way. It's not always negative. It's just that like decisions aren't always easy. They aren't always black and white. And sometimes you have to just like pick a lane and make it be the right decision and support the, whatever path you're going down, like do the best you can to support that instead of 
like what you're saying, you know, instead of thinking about all the things you can't do, you're focusing on what you can do. And in my case, it's like, instead of thinking about like, what if I stay over in this lane? It's like, no, I'm going down this one. So let's keep our eyes on the path that we're going down, you know? (laughs) Um, but like, I, I get it because I know for someone like you who likes to be doing a million things and be very active, it's like, you just get excited about starting this new stuff and you're like, and here I go. Here comes the pain again. But I was going to ask you like what you're doing to really offset it. And you said like, you're working with a massage therapist, you've got a chiropractor. Is there like more stretching you're doing? Do you, um, do you ever, if it's like acutely painful, do you ever take any kind of, this might veer into like, I don't know, don't take our advice because we're not doctors, but like, do you Mm -hmm. take like anti-inflammatories? Do you ever take like muscle relaxers? Like, is that something you find helps or you just don't do it or? Honestly, I, I don't like, I haven't taken an Advil or an Aleve. Honestly, the last time, the last time I took a pain medicine like that, that I can remember was back in 2016 when I dropped a 60 pound dumbbell on my toe at a conference, the NSCA conference before I was supposed to give a full presentation on my master's thesis. This is literally like, I remember it was like yesterday. And it was like, I can send you a picture of it if you want. You probably don't, but like my entire, I completely destroyed. No, I think I broke my toe. I just didn't like, it was literally black. Like my two toes, my, uh, second and third toe, like literally turned black. Um, and it was the day before. And I remember like, I was trying to sleep, sleep that night. And it was just throbbing so much that I couldn't fall asleep. And I went down to like the little hotel thing and just like got some leave because I was literally like in pain. And my presentation was like at eight o'clock the next morning. But anyway, that was, I don't even know, six years, six plus years ago. Um, Are you actually Superman? Because I don't know how someone drops a 60 pound weight on their foot and it doesn't just turn to like dust. Like it was, I, it was really it was very, very painful. I had to borrow shoes. I think I told you this before. I had like heels that I was going to wear and I had to borrow um, sandals, like nice sandals from this girl that I like barely even knew because I couldn't put the heels on. Um, (laughs) Oh, kind of a disaster. But yeah, that was, uh, that's the last time I can remember honestly taking like an NSAID and an NSAID, whatever, however you say it. And it's really just because I know, like, for me, because I, I just, like, I'm very in tune with that stuff. And I know, like, okay, this is just masking the pain. So, like, I, if I need it, then I need it, right? And if I can't fall asleep or if it's, like, something severe. But I'm not going to be taking something like that every single night to manage a chronic injury. Like, that's not, that's not it for me. Totally. Um, and it. for most yeah. people, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, if that's so, no, not I proof have... that women have higher pain tolerances, I don't know what is because that is wild. But and I mean, listen, again, just going to throw mine in the hat. Like I didn't yeah. take any drugs when I gave birth. And this again, yeah. nobody feel triggered. Nobody feel judged by this. I have zero issues. Now that I've gone through it, I'm like, take all the drugs you, you want to. <laughs> but I remember thinking when it was happening, I was like, if someone, I mean, I wasn't getting an epidural because I was in a birth center, but, but like, uh-huh. if someone was like, Hey, do you want some like extra, extra, like Tylenol three, I would have been like, what is that going to do for me right now? Like you need to give yeah. me like straight up. I don't know what, like morphine <laughs> or something like that's like throwing a, I don't know. It's not going to do it. Yeah. So, but I get it. Like yeah. I, you know, I mean, I think um, 
you're very much somebody who like knows the science of the body. And it's like, you're just kind of putting a bandaid on something for a minute. It's like, that's especially with a chronic thing, like a chronic mm-hmm. pain inflammation related thing. But I was just curious, like, you know, any yeah. other things that you can just like find relief because that chronic, like low level, just sort of always there pain is like, mm-hmm. that can really yeah. wear people down. That's rough. Yeah. Like, but I do, I do like I have with my massage therapist, like I have, I like, if you saw my back right now, we do a lot of cupping. Cupping. And so like my entire back is just like, so that's like stuff that is productive, productive healing, like working the tissues and trying to relieve some of that pain. So that definitely helps. And then there are like natural things like taking, you know, some anti-inflammatory things like turmeric and like incorporating more of that. And, um, honestly just focusing on, the foods that we talk about eating all the time, which is just like whole foods, right? Like nutrients, focusing on that side of things and really nourishing your body from the inside out. Um, I think that's one of the most important things. And then it's, it's really just like other pain management, like, you know, getting a foam roller and laying on it and just kind of feeling that stretch or like just trying to find a position that is comfortable when I'm laying on the couch or laying in bed. And, um, one other thing is, and that, and this is why it's important to also work with someone who really knows what they're uh, talking about. And especially for my massage therapist, they like, he asks me questions and he's like, he literally looks at me how I'm standing when I come in the room and he's Mm. like, you're leaning to your left side. Like you're putting all your pressure on your left side because of your scoliosis, it's causing you to dip down. And so that is also contributing to some of the stuff that's happening on the right side. So he's like, okay, as much as you can focus on like, keeping your weight evenly distributed as you're standing up. And so ever since he said that, like, I don't even know how long this probably like a few months ago. Now I'm super conscious of, okay, if I'm standing up like this, like generally I'd be leaning on my left side and like, even like I put my right foot up on my chair. And so now Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm not like, I I'm now super aware of that. And the more I remind myself, the more I become aware, just like everything else. Um, so that's a huge piece of it too. Just awareness of like your body and space and like what you're doing every single day. Cause with a chronic injury, no matter what it is, it's going to kind of come back to like your everyday things that you're doing. And so the more you become aware of that and you can change those little things, that's where the relief and the long term is going to um, start to play a role. So mm-hmm. yeah, now we're talking about like a, <laughs> all this rehab stuff, but I think it's cool. It's important because a lot like of people it. deal with, with in, like these types of injuries, especially low back stuff. And if you are like an active person, I mean, you're going to probably deal with it at some time in your life. So you have to yep be smart about it and don't just put the bandaid on. Like you have to find the root cause. It's just like everything else that we talk about. Like, yep. you know, yeah. Anyway, I love it. Um, um let's, Oh, wait, sorry. Wait, 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 before we get into it, wait. Your, your story about, um, having to borrow shoes from someone you barely know oh my God. <laughs> made me think of a similar ridiculous story that I really want to share because it's fitness related mm. And it's ridiculous. And this might help because I know there are people listening and people asking questions about like, I'm on the fence about competing in bodybuilding. Like, should I do it? This, this story may help make your decision as to whether you want to do a bodybuilding competition. (laughs) Okay. So just on the theme of switching outfits or borrowing things from people you don't know. Okay. So I was doing, uh, a national, like the highest level, um, bodybuilding competition I'd ever done. So I'd like made it to this national level. So competing against everybody in the country and I had to travel to this competition. And I guess you could say this is partly my fault, but not really. I had one competition suit that you wear on stage 
challenge, right? A lot of like big wig sponsored people might have two or three suits because people are giving them to them or whatever. These suits cost thousands of dollars um, because they're bedazzled thongs. I don't know, whatever. They're expensive. Yeah. Um, Now, there are regulations about these suits and especially like whichever um, level you're competing in, there's literally regulations about like how much of your like ass can be showing and like how much of whatever, you know? And they, they literally, again, I don't know if this is this way in the States, maybe I was competing in Canada, but like judges will check your suit to make sure it's appropriate. So Mm -hmm. the day before the competition, you need to like, there's like the athlete gatherings and everybody's there and they're giving you debriefs and all this stuff. And they see how tall you are to see which, like which um, category you go in and all that stuff. And then they check out your suit and they're like, okay, is the suit appropriate or not? And the suit that I was wearing was the same one I had worn for the previous competition that I had won in. So it was totally okay. Looked great. Won the competition. Figured I was pretty safe, right? And I don't know, maybe I was doing some extra like leg workouts or glute workouts or something. But this time around, maybe the judge just sucked. The person, she kind of seemed like a miserable person and wasn't very friendly. But anyway, she did not like my suit. She said too much of your butt's showing in this suit, basically. So I'm in this room with hundreds of other athletes, basically getting like sized up in a bikini and the judge telling me like, no, this isn't going to work. This isn't, this isn't okay. And I'm like, okay, so I traveled across the country and paid money and like prepped for four months. And you're telling me that like half an inch of my ass is showing and I can't wear the suit and I can't compete. In a bikini competition. Thank you. I mean, it wasn't bikini, it was figure. So in bikini, but I'm just saying like the differences in in bikini, they probably would have been like, show as much ass as you want. Yes, in figure, that wasn't the case. So anyway, I'm thinking like, like, I was just like, first of all, I was mortified. I was like, I can't believe this person is like, the, just the, the the actual visceral judgment of it was like, really, I was like, this is so gross, it like really brought it home to me how gross this was. And then I'm like, okay, so what, what am I, competition's over. I don't get to do it because this one judge thought my butt was showing too much. Meanwhile, a woman behind me had the exact same problem. This, I guess this woman really had it oh out for God. us, whatever. And so we both go back and we're like, you want to switch suits? Try it out. Complete stranger. Okay. Complete stranger. We went into the bathroom, put on each other's. I know this isn't hygienic. I know it's gross. I know a lot of people are going to be grossed out, but let me tell you, look, these are, these are suits you wear for like five minutes. It is what it is. Okay. Went to the bathroom, put on each other's suits, went back out and she approved it. So who the hell knows what? And so anyway, and like, it was even like, I'm wearing a suit that wasn't made for me. It was a color that I didn't like. I wouldn't have chosen the whole thing, but it was like, we were both this close to not being able to compete. And we just, we made friends. We actually were like friends for like years afterwards. Cause I'm like, we shared something today. (laughs) Like we shared something very intimate today, but talk about like the ridiculousness of the sport a little bit was coming into play there. And I'm just like, I did not think I'd be wearing essentially a stranger's underwear today, but here we are. And it worked out. That is it all so funny. Out. It was so ridiculous and stupid. And like my parents, like, cause yeah. this was a big one. So like my parents were there, Alex was there, everybody was there. And I'm like up there. Cause you could just see people like basically like looking yeah. at my ass and like gesturing. Now and I want to like, see the picture. Can you send sh- me the picture? I will show you. Well, I don't have you don't in have the a, suit. I'll show you a picture of both suits and you can tell me what you think. But uh, yeah, like basically I was up there like, I don't know they think my butt's too big. I don't know. Like I was freaking out. It was That's so, so awful. crazy. Anyway, well, I mean, the good is that, yeah, that it worked out and 
that's that's where I call when I say something like that happens. I I call I'm like universe, like the universe was there for you. I guess Um, because yeah, yeah, because no one else would have traded or given you their suit, right? If they didn't have an issue with it, so. It's true. That's it crazy. all came together, but it was ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. okay. Well, speaking of um, being in a, I don't know, photo, take getting yourself yes. photoshopped or photoshopped. What the hell? I can't say. No, no not doing that. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to just shut up and let you take it. M- Muscle Science for Women says definitely photoshop yourself. That's, that's Oh, my God. That's what we're getting across. I think I might have had too much caffeine earlier and now it's just like, now we're both dragging. Because I've told you I'm watching Bree's dog now. And so I knew, I knew that I knew that the puppy was there, but I didn't know what was happening. It's yeah. Bree's in Miami living it up at ultra. Nice. Um, And I'm watching her dog, Zoe, who's so cute and she's so good, but sleep has just been a little, a little wonky. um, Does Lilo love having a friend? Oh my God. She, they're obsessed with each other. It's so Aww. cute. It's adorable. That is very um, cute. But yeah, I'm going to let you um, give us your update and tell us what the update's about. Cause okay. clearly, yeah, <laughs> brain's not working today. I know what it's like for your brain not to be working because there are small <laughs> things demanding your energy. Like I can literally hear Magnus crying downstairs right now. And I'm like, Oh my God, do you deal with it? Anyway. Okay. Photo shoot update. So as of this recording, uh, my photo shoots in two days. So when this comes out, I will have done it a few days ago. Um, but it's been a while since we've done sort of an update on like the process, the progress. Um, and I thought it would be cool to just have one last thing before, um, before I go do this, this photo shoot. And I mean, I would say like high level, like from the top down, I think that we had a successful prep, you and I, um, it was challenging and tight and short from the beginning. Um, but And of course, then life threw a billion things at me that made things a lot more difficult. But I think together we did a really good job of staying on track as best we could and not adding any additional stress to what I was already undergoing, doing the best we can and showing the thing that I'm the most proud of. And I've been talking to my like um, one-on-one clients about this is that you don't have to have a perfect situation and you don't have to be perfect, but if you just keep trying to do the right thing and just keep showing up and just be as consistent as possible, the progress comes. Like people think I have to be perfect. And if I'm not perfect, what's the point? And this prep showed me a hundred percent, like really clearly that that's not the case because in previous bodybuilding preps, I did do it quite differently. I was much more honestly regimented a lot more black and white, a lot more like for the next three to four months, I won't eat any of these things. I won't drink any of these things. I have to do this much movement. And it just was not happening for me this time. A lot of this stuff was not happening for me. Um, but thanks to you, uh, encouraging me in a lot of ways, but encouraging me to do things like taking pictures. And I really saw, I'm like, okay, this really did work. Like me trying my best and being mindful and paying attention to some things, it really worked even in a short time frame, um, and even with all of the challenges that I had. So I'm quite pumped overall with the final result, I would say. Can you hear yeah, him screaming? I, no, I can't at he all. He is screaming like 
get him out uh, of the house. I know. Where is he? Like, I'm hoping he's there with my child. No, I know he is. I know he is, but I don't know why they're not taking him away from where I am. Anyway, sorry. I literally can't hear it. So nobody else can hear it. Um, But I know how how distracting that is. Um, Well, I just want to say that I am super freaking proud of you. And the amount of like shit that got thrown at you during this entire period of time when it was already like such a short timeline and such a intense, right? Like intense, aggressive approach. One of the most intense, aggressive approaches you could take with, with our timeline, there was another added thing times five Mm -hmm. as the weeks were going on. And like the, like you just said, the fact that you were able to just keep going, like literally just waking up every single day, just like, I'm going to just focus on the things just like we started the podcast out, focus on the things that I can control. Right. And that's what you did. Right. I think you got sick in the beginning, like this, the most Half, that about you've been. middle, middle of the way through. I got sick for the yeah. first time in like five years. Gross. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so that was on you. And then, I mean, other personal stuff. I don't know if mm-hmm. you want to share stuff on here, but other things that you're going through in your life right now that are like literal, like the Huge. most stressful things that you can go on yeah. in your life yeah, in good ways and yeah. in some, you know, ups and downs or whatever. And so the fact that you're able to just continue to, to push through it and just like you said, keep showing up and knowing that you're not perfect, but still mm-hmm. just trying to control the things that you can, like mm-hmm. it showed. And, you know, we like with the pictures and the measurements and all the stuff that we we're tracking week to week, um, and even the scale, like we yeah. going into this, we're like, we're not going to like, we, our focus is not on the scale. Our, the, the scale is something that we look at over time as trends go. It is one metric we want to look at. Um, and with you, because you're, you know, we know kind of some of your past, we know that the scale will be trending down. Um, you know, you're already very advanced versus someone who might be, you know, looking at body recomposition where maybe they're building muscle and losing body fat, you know, at a similar time. So maybe the scale is not doing that much. Um, for you, we knew just from how advanced you are that it probably makes sense. The scale is going to trend down a little bit um, if we are taking this approach. And it did, right? And it wasn't like it, you know, the, the fluctuations up and down, as you saw, you mm-hmm. know, that can be a mind game to to deal with, but mm-hmm. you kept going. Um, and yeah, I'm just like super stoked because this is probably one of the hardest situations that I've seen a client go through in, in the sense of like all the things that got thrown at you in such a, in such a, um, intense period of time that, yeah. I mean, and I I guess my question to you is like, how do you feel? Like what, like two, two, how do you feel? The Mm -hmm. first, how do you feel is like, how do you feel from a result standpoint, like in Mm -hmm. terms of like how you feel in your body, looking in the mirror and all of that. And then the second question is how do you feel coming to the end of this and real looking back and realizing how much you actually got through and like accomplished. Mm. And like, how does that make you like, do you feel like a freaking badass? Right. <laughs> because you were able to like, I'm just saying like, yeah. that's how I feel sometimes when I go through these things yeah. and I like, you know, embrace the suck as mm-hmm. they say, but actually achieve and like get over those mental hurdles. And then you just feel like, Holy crap. I did what I said I was going to do. I accomplished that. I feel like on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are the two questions I have for you. Feel well, free to choose whichever you want to start with. <laughs> well, thanks coach. I appreciate that. And you've, <laughs> you've been a great source of just sort of like calm support and like rational feedback through this whole thing. And 
you know, before I told you like offline that I struggled with, I felt like every time we were having a check-in, I had a new thing, right. And, you know, a new excuse or a new reason why things were just absolute chaos. And I'm like, I'm not used to being somebody who's always got a thing like, well, there's something going on. Like I, I don't like being that person. I like being the person who's like, I did everything here. It is low drama, low stress. Here you go. And so it sucked for me to be like, guess what? Guess what this week? Guess what's happening now? You know? Um, but you were always really supportive and just like, look, you know, we're going to do what we can. This stuff happens. I get it. It's okay. Like whatever. Um, so thank you for that. Um, I feel like physically, I feel great. I will say a couple interesting things I think that will be useful for people who maybe are thinking about doing a body recomp or like some kind of plan like this. I, I think it's really interesting that we did, like you said, quite a, quite an intense, um, like sort of caloric restriction for a short period of time. Again, for all the reasons we've talked about, it's not my first rodeo. It's a short period of time. It's okay. Like, you know, maybe a lot of people wouldn't have gone this approach, but the thing that I found interesting was that it took me probably if we just round up and say, this was an eight week, fully an eight week prep, right? It probably took me like six weeks to start kind of feeling like hungry. And like, I wish I was eating a little bit more, which is sort of impressive. And I think it, it speaks to first, how just well-fed I've been, like how full I have been for so long. And I don't just mean like my stomach is full. I mean, like I'm, you know, I'm just well-fed, like my muscles are full. It has everything. I haven't been in any kind of restrictive mode for so long that my body really had a lot to work with, even when I was like cutting these calories down. Right. It really wasn't until kind of healthy. Yeah. And I mean, again, I just think that that's something I want people to know is like, First of all, if you're coming from a place where you're like, I've been eating too much and I just haven't been doing much for a long time. And it's such, it's going to be so hard for me to start. And it's like, maybe that's the perfect place for you to start because your body is coming from a place of having everything it needs. And it's great. And maybe that's the healthiest place for you to start doing like a sustained and reasonable cut if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but really like, you know, it, all I did was I literally cut out second dinner. I told you I was having second <laughs> dinner yeah. for a couple of years. I cut out second dinner. And I cut out snacking and, you know, I'll talk about ups and downs, but like that I'm really, I'm happy about. And I feel like I truly have not really been having cravings or like, I want this to be done until this week. And I feel like it's less about that. I'm feeling restricted or depleted. And it's more about knowing that it's almost coming to an end. And so I'm just like, come on, like, you know, it's more like a mental thing. Um, Cause I really don't, and you know, my workouts this week too, I have felt a little bit less like energy. I'm like, I kind of just want to go through the motions a little bit. I'm not really feeling it, which again is to be expected after almost two months of being in a pretty intense mm-hmm. deficit. You're not, that's why people don't try to build muscle on a deficit, right? Because yeah. you're just not going to have the same energy or motivation to, to work really hard in the gym the way you need to. Right. Um, but all of that stuff is stuff that I expected. And I think is like totally normal and it's fine. Um, I also am getting a little bit frustrated with like, the macro calorie situation where I'm so used to eating like pretty high fat and like high fat animal products that like, there's so many days where I will be almost at my calorie limit, but I still have to like 40 grams of protein to eat. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. Egg whites and whey protein again. Like it's, yeah. it's giving me flashbacks to my bodybuilding days where it's just like, get that protein, get that protein. But you know, you've got to like really do some, some juggling to like make it all fit. And it's just, it's just been so long since I've had to do that. But 
the positive thing I take from it is that it's making me so much more mindful about like, there were probably some periods there where I was like low on protein. Like I was not getting as much protein as I should have been. Um, not like 40 grams a day, but like maybe I was hovering more around hundred when I really should be at least sort of 125, you know, 130, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's been a really cool journey of like, just getting myself a lot more mindful, paying much more attention. I, it's been really, really cool for me to show myself and I'll be able to pass this along to other people that like this time, you know, and Alex has told me a couple of times during this prep, he's like, I'm going to tell Rachel because of something I ate. So I'm just going to tell you now. And I mean, you, you've seen my, my fitness pal, so you could go in there anytime, but yeah. like I have had a couple drinks over this eight weeks, I've eaten maybe a dessert or two. I have eaten, I really haven't changed. Like there was nothing that was off limits. Whereas mm-hmm. previously in different preps, I'd be like, I cannot eat X, Y, Z because it's too either triggering or tempting, or it's just not going to fit whatever. And this time I, I didn't want to go that route because I'm not doing a bodybuilding competition. This is my life. I just want to look a little better. I don't want to change my life completely. And I didn't. And I was really proud of that. Like I still went out to eat a number yeah. of times. I was going to ask about that. Literally, like probably again during, because I was just, I was traveling and there were different things going on, but like I went out to dinner, I would say maybe in eight weeks, like four or five times had a cocktail or two, one or two times. Like I'm not much of a drinker anyway. So that's not mm-hmm. really a big thing, but still like things that you would think like you're trying to lose weight and you're going to go have a cocktail. And I'm like, I'm going to have one because I've been paying attention to how I've been eating all week. I know exactly, exactly where I'm at. I'm working around it for the rest of the day. Like it's, again, it's, it's a constant juggling act, but it just showed that I could, I could be more moderate and reasonable. And then as a result of that, there's less guilt, there's less resentment, there's less cravings, there's less of mm-hmm. any of those negative emotions that come with trying to lose weight because, you know, I was just like, I, no one's telling me I can't do something. I don't, it, yeah. I'm, it's not, I'm not, a, it's not that I'm not allowed to have a cocktail. It's like, you got to, you should really want to, and you should really pick mm-hmm. a good one because these calories are mattering to you right now, but you can do what you want, you know? Yeah. So that was a cool and- learning experience. Yeah. And I just want to say, like you, you said within this eight week period, like you ate out like maybe four to six times. Right. And then you said you had one or two cocktails. So that's what I need to, that's not a lot. One to three. Right. That's, that is not a lot. You're not having a cocktail and then having four others afterwards. And then once you are feeling good, you're going to go crush a pizza and and all that. Right. Right. So that's where the awareness and the mindfulness comes into play. And then also what you said, like, you are also paying attention to, okay, I know that I'm probably going out to dinner tonight. So I'll probably have to be really dialed in, you know, during the day, make sure I hit my protein goal, leave us some extra room for a little bit more flexibility today and and things like that. And so it's, it's really just understanding, especially with a goal like you had, there are going to be some, some trade-offs that you have to make. Um, but the more aware that you can be of them, like you are, and also the more you're focused on, the, the whole foods, like try not to cut corners and, um, you know, try to work in too many things too often, the yeah. more you can stay away from that, it, you're just going to be more successful in, in what you're doing. And it's also going to like, just, f- you know, fuel that awareness of like, okay, I had this cocktail. I woke up the next morning. I felt, I, I feel fine because I had everything else in drank place. A lot of water, drank a lot of water, right? Yeah, exactly. And then before you answer the second question, I just want to reiterate what you said from the beginning of this one. You went into this, like we talked about, we've talked about many times, like 
not dieting for years. Right. And you said that like you, like you obviously you felt some restriction, but it was much like less than some other people feel because your body is healthy. Right. And so that's just something that I want to make sure everybody understands. Like a healthy body is a responsive body. Mm. Right. And so when your body is more healthy from an internal place, right, you are going to respond so much better to the stresses that you're putting on it from any standpoint, whether it's a calorie deficit, whether it's an injury that we just talked about, whatever those stressors are, if you have an internally healthy body, like if your hormones are working the way they should, if your digestion is good, if all the things are, are you know, it's not always going to be a hundred percent, but if they're in a good place and then you then, then you go and put a stress on your body as a deficit is, or as maybe some extra cardio that you've been doing, you will respond so much better because you have spent the time and done the work at maintenance or even in a slight surplus to allow yourself to get to this point to then push right yeah. for those, those fat loss results. So that's something that I think a lot of people don't do because they're always in this constant dieting, yo-yoing, and it's like they've never spent time becoming their healthiest, the healthiest mm -hmm. version of themselves. Mm -hmm. And you're really just doing yourself a disservice. And I can tell you from experience, like I've spent a lot of time there too. And that's even something that I'm personally working on right now, as we talked about, like I'm mm -hmm. working on become being my healthiest self, healthiest version of myself, not the leanest version of myself, not the even honestly, not even the most confident version of myself right now, because I'm in a place where I'm working through things that require me to spend time in an uncomfortable position. Um, not super uncomfortable, but really dialing in and, and focusing on a lot of the awareness behind that. So yeah, just to wrap that up, I think it's really important for people to understand like the healthier you are, the more responsive your body will be. And if you don't put the work in there, then everything else you do is just going to be so much more difficult. And it's honestly not going to last as long as you, as you would think it would. So yeah. Anyway, I, I love that. I mean, honestly, that concept, like the way you just said that, like a healthy body is a responsive body is so important because again, that's something I feel like women try to do too. It's like, they're so stressed and they're restricting or they're doing all this chronic exercise. And they just, they're like, if I just push, if I just push a little harder, I'm going to break through. I'm going to finally lose that 10 pounds. I'm going to finally get a little stronger, whatever. And it's like, you're not responding because you're already in a place of stress and your body is fighting you and your body is like crying out. And if we could just, just shed all that and get yourself to a place where you can just, yes, get healthy, then your body's humming along like this well-oiled machine. And then you say, let's go get strong. Then you say, mm -hmm. let's go lose that 10 pounds. Your body's like, cool, I'm with you but we fight yeah. against it for so long. Oh, I, anyway, I love yeah. that. And it's not, it's not three months that you spend no. there. No. It's, it's a year plus maybe yes. two years. It, it depends on how long you've been pushing and how, how much your body's like, I'm freaking over this. Like I need time to chill out. Um, yes. and it doesn't happen overnight. And so like, and this is what I've been focusing on with my flex fam ladies. And like, when we go through periodization, it's like, no, I want you spending a year at maintenance. Mm -hmm. Like when's, have you ever spent a year just trying to not maintain? Not trying to lose weight. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. trying to lose weight. Right. Have you ever done that? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like they can't remember. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is where like, 
if you can just look at the long term and like stop, stop trying to get that instant gratification and look at the long term, like th- it's just amazing what can happen. So anyway, I love it. Let, um, oh, okay. uh, the second question. Yeah. So just to wrap, to wrap this up. And I mean, mm-hmm. one other thing I will say too, like this was a struggle for me, but just in ways that I didn't expect. And in ways that like the average person hearing about, oh, you're going to like, you know, restrict your calories pretty hard for eight weeks to try to lose a couple pounds in a short period of time. Oh, you, you're probably hungry. Oh, you're probably tired, whatever. And like, none of that was really a problem. The problem was like the rest of my life and then trying to like keep it together. And there were times when I was like, like, I was frustrated that like, pretty significant portion of this eight weeks, I was moving, walking, exercising less than I normally do. Like in an ideal world, I would have ramped up my walking. I would have gone to the gym an extra day instead of less or whatever. And it was frustrating to me that there were weeks, I mean, sickness, travel, whatever, when I was just like, cool. Like I'm, I walked 3000 steps today and that was a struggle. Like this sucks, you know? So it wasn't, it wasn't all easy. And again, I, if we all have that little tiny bit of perfectionism, shitty in the thing in the back of our brain saying you could have done better. (laughs) There is a part of me that was like, yeah, I mean, if I didn't have a, if I didn't have a billion responsibilities that were out of my control the last two months, man, I could have crushed it even more, but I let that thought pop into my head because it's there. And then I let it go out of my brain Mm -hmm. because the reality is the reality. It's different than the ideal as it usually is. And I'm still proud of what we accomplished. I'm still proud of what I did. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how I look. And to get to that part of it, um, I've said this before, like it, we made some pretty, pretty significant progress I'd say. And like, again, I, I don't want to dwell too much on numbers, but I think people want to know it's fine to like throw a couple things out there. Like yeah. we can say ballpark, that in this two months, I will have lost, or I have basically lost about five pounds. And that's a pretty good number for two months for somebody who doesn't have a ton of weight to lose really. Like I was pretty happy where I was. I wasn't overweight. So, you know, you got to work a little harder to get rid of body fat. I mean, I have, you know, I'm not like crazy lean, but like my body would have been just fine staying where it was. So five pounds is pretty good. And I, I haven't even really looked at the measurements, but I've definitely lost multiple inches, probably mostly yeah. in like midsection, maybe an inch off my arms, maybe an inch off. My That's legs. what I look like, at more. Yeah. I've been yeah. looking at your measurements and your pictures more than the scale. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and the pictures, I mean, tell a pretty good story. Um, which is again, it's surprising even to me, like even being a coach, even being somebody who used to take so many stupid pictures of myself and bodybuilding stuff. Like I was still just like, hmm, that's a, that makes a difference. Like you can't, and that's again, why you can't say if I said I lost 15 pounds, but those pictures didn't look like they looked, it's like, it doesn't matter. Or if I lost one pound, I lost one pound in two months, but if those pictures look like they looked, I'd be like, shoot. Okay. That's, that's great. Um, you glad you took the pictures. I'm glad I took the stupid pictures. (laughs) I'm glad I took the pictures. Knew it. Um, yes, of course. But you know, and I was saying too, like the other day that like, probably the vast majority of people. And this is a good reminder to people too, who we are always, we get to be so outwardly fixed on like other people think I, am I fit enough? Do I look good enough? Am I, can I pull this outfit off? Whatever. Like probably if I'm being realistic, most people, like if this photo shoot goes well and I look cute and I'm happy with it, whatever, most people probably wouldn't know the difference if I did it two months ago, or if I did it now in terms of how I look, they'd be like, yeah, you look fine. It's not a big difference. 
but I feel better. I feel like I worked hard and put effort in. And I know there's a physical difference, even if it's not super significant. And that's going to show in the confidence or the way I carry myself in the photo shoot. And that's the part that matters. Because if I took, if I took pictures two months ago when I was like, oh, I have not been taking care of myself at all. And I'm kind of bloated and I ate a bunch of mini eggs yesterday. Here's a photo (laughs) shoot, you know, versus I just put a bunch of effort in and I worked really hard and I feel a little tighter and I feel good. Like those pictures are going to come out better. So absolutely. That's, that's the part that is the success for me really. Um, Mm -hmm. so all in all feel great, uh, look good. Everything's going to be great. I will. Oh, and then let's talk about too, um, quickly about this last week. I was asking you like, what are some things that we do to, um, sort of just get as prepared as possible for a photo shoot? Cause again, I'm used to like a very intense, um, like pre-show prep where there's like water Mm -hmm. manipulation and there's eating no carbs and then eating a bunch of carbs and like all this stuff, which again, probably matters more when you're at a leanness level where these kinds of manipulations are really going to like significantly change how you look. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what do I do? You know, before this photo shoots so that I just feel my best. I'm like, look at my best. And we're basically like, you know, you, you can add to this, but it's basically like, don't really eat much different. Like if you're feeling maybe a little depleted at the end, like up your carbs a little bit, hydrate, 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 and just like take care of yourself and try not to be too stressed. And so what I've been doing this week, I've been trying to still get my workouts in, get my walks in pretty much eating the same, forcing myself to drink a bit more water, which is definitely a good call, even though it's so annoying. Um, and then I've just been doing my like skincare, my nightly skincare routine, spending a little bit more time with it. Cause I'm like, I want to look fresh and dewy. Um, I want my skin to look good. So hydration and skincare is sort of like what I'm going to do. I can't control whether Magnus keeps me up. Thank you. Thank you. Let's (laughs) make a fun. Um, but yeah, I can't control if like Magnus keeps me up all night. I can't control the other stuff that's going on. That's stressing me out, but I can take those couple minutes to take care of my face and I can drink a bunch of water and that's what I'm doing this week. So Mm -hmm. that was also kind of cool. It's like, what do you do to prepare? Just something that makes you feel good. Don't don't be like, okay, I've got three or four more days. Let's punish, punish, punish. Like yeah. go get a couple more hours of cardio in or whatever. No, like that's not going to so counterproductive. You know? So counterproductive. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that I took that, that can make you look, yeah, that can make you look worse. Mm-hmm. Right. And feel worse. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm at the end of the, the tunnel here, whatever you want to call it. And I should just push as much as I can. Cause it's almost over. It's like, no, <laughs> um, you should actually just pull back and focus mm-hmm. on doing the things that cause the least stress and the stress management. Because I can tell you right now, like, like you just said, all these things, you going into the shoot, going into the photo shoot, you're going to feel so much better, not just from like a mental standpoint when you're recovered and, you know, you've had good sleep, hopefully, and you're just feeling good energy that is going to trickle into just how everything goes. And then also just from the way that your body holds on to water, right? We know cortisol, right? When your cortisol is high, when stress is high, you're much more likely to hold on to a lot more water and look inflamed and look puffy. And that is a direct response of your stress response, right? So let's not do that. And let's bring it down a notch. You've already, you've spent, you've done the work, right? You've done the work for the last eight weeks, right? Obviously you're not going to go out and start crushing, you know, 
a bunch of Easter eggs or whatever before your shoot. (laughs) I want to, Um, but I'll wait till later. Yeah. Um, but focusing on like, okay, I put in the work, I did it. And now it's time to just coast and do the things to make you feel good. Cause that is what's going to allow you to show up in your best, most positive feeling your best energy wise, looking your best, all of that. So yeah, like in the check-in your last check-in, it was like, Hey, what do I do this last week? It's like, Hey, nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Relax. Mm -hmm. Do the things that make you feel good drink some more water, focus on the basics. We talked a little bit about salt, for example, like Mm -hmm. salt and water. Um, if you're like, I told you basically last week and the previous week to pay attention to how much salt that you're normally consuming, because this is a thing that people might not pay attention to if they're, you know, even if you have like, most people aren't going to be going, doing a photo shoot, but even if like you have a, you know, a beach trip coming up and you want to feel your most confident, your, your bikini and whatever, like just paying attention to, okay, am I, um, am I just consuming the same amount of salt each day that I was before? Because if you manipulate your salt up or down, it could cause you to retain more water as well. And so that's just something that you want to make sure you're keeping steady. Um, and so that's, again, that's just like these little things that like, you're not changing anything. You're just like, okay, let me be hyper aware now of like how much I'm salty in my food, how many, you know, element or element mm-hmm. however you say it, packets I'm consuming a day. Cause that stuff, like if you change that acutely, it will yeah. potentially have an effect because your body yeah. will adapt to that. Um, so yeah, just yeah. some things to keep in mind. Well, it's been a cool journey. I hope that people who have been listening have enjoyed it. And of course, we're going to continue to kind of chat because you and I are going to do a little bit of a reverse diet situation, mm-hmm. which I think is, it's so crucial. And I'm I'm already starting to get into that mindset because I have never been disciplined with reverse dieting. I've been fortunate that because I never, I didn't crash diet so hard in my bodybuilding days that I had major kind of like hormonal, mental, emotional issues, but I still have totally like bit fallen victim to the, like, it's all over. Let's eat nachos to like, can't stand, you know, like that. I definitely have done that stuff. So, and I'm already getting to this point where I'm like, okay, photo shoots on Saturday. What am I going to eat to celebrate? And then thinking like, okay, I just lost five pounds. I worked pretty hard for it. I feel pretty good. I like look the best that I've looked since I got pregnant. Like, how do I not ruin this? You know? So like Mm -hmm. you need to have a plan. It's so important to have a plan. And I'm really excited for us to talk about this and to go through it and like go through the process because it's at least as important as the plan that gets you to the goal, because what comes next is the rest of your life. So let's not Mm -hmm. make that miserable. Right. So, um, anyway, so if folks want to like, again, ask more questions about the prep, like we will continue to share some of this. I'll share some stuff from the photo shoot. I'll talk about that. Um, if people have specific questions about, um, reverse dieting, coming out of a photo shoot prep or out of some kind of body composition prep, we're just coming back up to maintenance calories after you've been, you know, cutting for a while, like anything about that topic, let us know. You can just DM us on Instagram. You can, um, email us at our, uh, our podcast email muscle science for women at gmail.com. And that's the number four. Um, mm-hmm. cause we, we answer all those questions. Um, and I just realized too, that I totally missed the perfect segue to talk about our glute course when I was telling the story about oh. my butt, my butt falling out of my bikini and I didn't even use that. So, I mean, I got to get Damn. more on the ball. I'm obviously out of practice, but we are still working on this glute specialization program, which is our first product, our first course, um, since, you know, we created muscle science for women and we do have a, like a sign up um, first 
first to know VIP waiting list. Yeah. Yes. Waiting list. So, and that is, can you tell everybody what that is? Yeah. 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 So it's the link is, or you just type in rgfit.com backslash glutes. Um, we'll add the link in the show notes. So you can just yep. scroll to the description and click right from there. Um, just go, go there, add your name and email, and then we're going to be sending out more information. Um, once the, the launch gets closer to the date that we're going to go live. Um, but I have been super nerding out on this the past <laughs> few weeks and I am like so stoked. No, about it. you nerding <laughs> out on it. No, I'm like, we're Never. gonna make this the best glute workshop ever. And like, oh, it's just, there's so many, there's so much misunderstanding about anything fitness and health related. And so I'm just really excited to like for us to put this together because I think it's really going to be a game changer for people to really understand like, okay, what do I need to do? And what are the things that I've been doing that are, are, are not producing the results? Right. So, um, I'm super excited about it. I love it. Yeah. We're, we're putting the science in muscle science for women with this one, but I mean, really like, again, I, I, all we see when it comes to glute stuff, which is so huge and so trendy and so on social media right now, it's like, I mean, nobody get mad at me if there's somebody else out there doing it great, but like, really it's just cute girls in leggings that show their ass nicely doing ass workouts. It's not explaining the science of building muscle and breaking down the actual specific muscles in the glutes and how they mm -hmm. work and how they work in your body and how they work with each other and how you do different exercises to target the actual different yeah. muscles in the glutes and how you can you shape to, your glutes. You just have to know how to do it and how to recover properly to, for optimal growth and how to eat properly for optimal growth and why, uh, strong glutes are important for almost every other facet of fitness and sport. And what happens if you have weak glutes for your body mechanics, like all of this stuff, it's literally just, and I know that's how social media works. You just look at something cute and then scroll on, but like, literally it's all about do you want a cute butt? Look at me. I have a band around my legs. I'm doing something. This is going to be so much more information, like almost to the point where, again, you're the smart one. I'm like, Rachel, are we giving them too much information? Like, I don't know. Do they need this level of information? But I think, you know, in keeping with the way we like to educate, I think it's better to probably provide more background and more theory and more application. And you don't have to take it all if you don't want to. You don't have to absorb all of it, but it's there for you to better understand your body and how it works. And the more you understand the, I think the better you can apply it. Right. So yeah, yeah, 100%. it's going to be, it's going to be next level. Like I don't think be there's lit. Any, I don't think there's anything else out there that's at that level, but that's no, it's my bias anyway. <laughs> um, okay. We got to get out of here, but we yeah. have to talk about our sponsors. Um, yes. first I will shout out active stacks, because like I told you earlier, I have just been crushing protein powder because, you know, high protein, Easy. low, mm -hmm. low fat, you got to do what you got to do. And I've been making, I'm almost embarrassed to say this because it's like from my bodybuilding days. And then I like moved into like paleo whole foods eating. And I feel like people will like, be like, how could you eat that stuff now? But I have been crushing like there, I call it like a protein pancake, or it's really more just like an egg white omelet, but essentially it's egg whites mixed with protein powder mm -hmm. and that's it. And I'll put like almond butter on it. And again, it's like such a body and like cook it in a pan, oh, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, you know, again, if you're like a well-fed person who's used to eating real pancakes every day, you'll eat this and be like, Hmm. Okay. But for me yeah. <laughs> who hasn't, hasn't been eating a lot of sweet stuff, I'm like this is 
pretty good. And it's yeah. like, again, if I just have to get the protein and I don't, you know, I'm like tired of drinking shakes, whatever, mm-hmm. all that to say, it's actually not so bad. It's an easy way to get a, a pretty high amount of protein and like a small meal. It's like, you have like half a cup to a cup of egg whites, a scoop of this protein powder, the chocolate. So good. Tastes like brownie mm-hmm. batter and then some almond butter on top. And it's like, that's actually a pretty decent, like super high protein, satisfying, like dessert or breakfast or whatever. So I have been crushing yeah. that on the reg and thank you to active stacks for hooking us up. So I can do that a lot. Cause I've been going through protein, like nobody's business. Um, <laughs> and if you want to try it, if you want to try that delicious recipe of egg whites and protein powder, um, MSW 10 is the discount code for them. Activestacks.com definitely do it. I mean, if you're going to do it, use that, use their protein. Cause it's the best tasting. So that's yeah. that. Yeah. And I've been crushing protein ice cream every single night still. So there you go. You know, and then of course the, the, our other sponsor bubs, they've got the, did you get the creamer by the way? I did. You got yeah. it yet? Okay. I haven't, I haven't opened it yet, but yeah. I've been going through their coffee and obviously collagen every day. So yes. Yeah. And like the creamer, it's funny. Cause that's like, that would be something that like prior, I would have been like, this is not really plan approved because it's, so the creamer they make is because now that they've added to their, their repertoire, instead of just having collagen and MCT, they have delicious coffee now. And so they have this coffee creamer, but it has MCT, um, grass-fed butter, powdered grass-fed butter, whole milk powder. So if you aren't into dairy, this isn't going to be a good one for you, but it's basically all these like high fat ingredients to make like the creamiest coffee in the world. And if that's what you're into, it's kind of what I'm into. Like I like adding cream to my coffee um, mm-hmm. and it makes it like really creamy and kind of like, I don't want to say it makes it a meal. Cause I'm not one of those people who's into like coffee for breakfast and that's a meal. I don't think that's a meal, but mm-hmm. it like rounds it out. Like if you're somebody who just prefers a higher fat diet, um, it's a really like satisfying creamy, tasty mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. so I have tried it a couple of times and I really like it. And the other biggest, um, pro that I would say for this product is that it mixes super well because you guys know I don't drink hot coffee and I put this in my iced coffee and it just mixes perfectly. So, yeah. um, if that's something you're into, you don't like sweet coffee, but you like like a nice creamy, just well mixed sort of high fat coffee. This is going to be right up your alley. Um, and the code for bubs we have is MSW 20 because you get 20% off anything you buy there. And the website is bubsnaturals.com. So support us, support the people we like, support the people supporting the podcast, just support all around, go buy some products and support, uh, support, support, support. And that's it. We'll see you again soon. Bye guys. Yes. Bye. Thanks for listening.